0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another issue of Krakoa Radio. It is me, your older but very steady legend of a host, Just Sex Henry, repping Table Night with my fellow co-host, Black Word.
1: Hello, hello, hello. It's me, the one who's gifted and always being right, Um, head of Table Dusk. Um, I added a new power to my repertoire because I did some research into it. Um, I am the Omega Level Chirographum Kinetic, which if you check my Twitter account, it is the power to manipulate written words.
0: And... Touch my
2: eyeballs when they roll down that way.
0: <laughs> like, oh, girl, a Beetlejuice. Um, and my
2: uh... <laughs> Oh fucking
1: rude. <laughs>
0: Our peacekeeper, <laughs> the
3: wind god Bonte. <laughs> What's up, y'all? The Regents here, table day. Glad to be here once again for another wonderful,
0: hilarious episode. And of course, y'all gotta say hello to our daddy, our daddy of the bitch. evening.
2: Wow. <laughs> Don't be um, jealous. Uh-
0: I'll 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 just say very quickly, welcome Dr. Showtime. You can handle um Blackword any way you like.
2: I tell the bad bitch do whatever I say. The blocks behind me, I'm like I'm coming out the driveway.
1: Listen, Ew! Everyone heard <laughs> last week. I last week I entered with a compliment. I was sitting there begging up Showtime. I was being so nice. And then out of nowhere, he shaved the shit out of me. What was that? <laughs> You just hear, like, this audible pause. I was like, I was being so kind. Now, you know how hard that is for a Capricorn?
2: Wow. Oh, Never it, again. Yeah, learn my is. damn yeah. lesson. That's just really. a reminder, as an Aquarius, I don't have emotions. Um, my anniversary of my cycle around the sun uh, is coming up this week. Um, just keep that in mind. I take all donations. Wait, 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 app. wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. You're an Aquarius? Vanta you an Aquarius? Yes. And then, and Steven, you're a Capricorn and I'm a Pisces. Mm-hmm. All our birthdays really fall like within like a two-month period. Truthfully,
2: so apparently, honestly.
0: So apparently we have to have like a big celebration one year when um, Steven gets rich and he's like writing books and we can use him to like get us into places
2: and you as well um listen i uh, whoa.
1: you think this podcast won't turn into a near 24 7 advertisement for my book once it drops we put advertisements every fucking <laughs> where we're getting on the twitter account we having it posted to everyone's individual account we,
2: this, right uh, this issue is brought to you by whatever the name of the book is that steven wrote <laughs> now, <apply> it <laughs> with the link in our bio right, right. in the bio <laughs> right there
1: <laughs> I'm so happy we found joy because we were just discussing before we had all you guys and we were discussing the hypocrisy of Wakanda and how much, you know, just the discussions about the shit that T'Challa did last week, um lit some fires on people's asses who just do not read the comic books and know that Wakanda ain't shit. Right, at all. Not. Y'all have every
3: sorry, y'all have every right to be mad, but it's okay. I mean, one day, sooner or later, you'll have to face the truth and I mean, it's a hard truth to face, of course. We all want to live in a in a land where, you know, Wakanda is, you know, for every Black person.
2: <laughs> um, current Wakanda, as it is um, written in the comics, is a very talented 10th uh, type of place.
3: Mm-hmm. So for, for those
2: who um, are unaware of what that means, um, it was a... Uh, a political stance found, not founded, but uh, largely brought about by uh, W.E.B. Du Bois, who thought that the most um, elite, quote unquote, uh, of Black people should lead the remaining non, quote unquote, non elite Black people um, to greatness. And that is exactly what Wakanda is.
1: Listen, it's Black History Month. We're going to give you guys some lessons, real quick, also. Um, it gives, like, people say, oh, I can't believe Wakanda had slaves intergalactically. It's definitely something that Wakanda would give. They've never identified as African. They don't like that shit. They don't, they, they are the type
2: to look down at your uncle and spit at them. Um, mm-hmm. Don't fuck with Waka- them. Wakanda also, you, lots of people like to claim that Wakanda is the one and only uh, country on the continent of Africa, a fictional Marvel world, uh, that was never conquered by outside forces because the black Wakandans actually colonized Wakanda from the I don't know where those species are from, but they're another species that was living in Wakanda prior to the humans. So yes, it I is think it's a colony. The other
1: kind or something like they have a whole fancy name, but there's probably the Anansi um spider people, all those motherfuckers. Which is also why I think it's stupid that they say that well no Wakandans are mutants outside of gentle. That's stupid. Because you're pointing out the fact that, oh, they can't have been mutants because they all stayed in one location. But we're saying out loud that after the first mutant era, they colonized Wakanda, and that's how you came. It just don't make no fucking sense.
0: And especially, too, like, adversely, um, if, and we, we can assess this. We don't have any facts to say this as, as a collect. So, like, you know, we say this allegedly, um, that most Arako mutants are descended from Africans. So... Who has the first real black society?
1: It's like mm-hmm. to say that the bit Rock of motherfuckers, a Bitrock of civilization cannot have mutants specifically because they don't interbreed among white people is ridiculous. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if we go and I really hope they do dig deeper into it now that he's on a The manifestation of someone in Iraqi. Somewhere right. there, there has to be a Wakanda in Iraqi because this is just not possible that everyone felt at home in Wakanda, especially when it's so gene phobic when we know specifically, like, they're like, the only reason why Wakanda isn't homophobic is because no one, including from, like, priests to cults, could sit there and honestly say out loud that the nature of Wakanda would be homophobic, because if you're saying Westernization didn't touch them, that means the concept of sexuality to Wakanda would be a really mysterious uh-huh. thing, because uh-huh. it wouldn't really exist uh-huh. if you did leave. Which also, realizing this this week kind of also pushed me to consider... Perhaps T'Challa isn't as straight as we consider him to be, um, but that's just for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. hold that for me. I'm not going to argue with anyone about it. You can disagree with me. I don't mind, but that's just for me to have and consider. Oh, oh, oh,
0: oh baby, you can disagree if you want to, bitch. We run up. We run up. Boys, we don't we give a fuck. Up. We a gang, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> gang, gang, and this motherfucker. We run
1: up. Table does That means meet me at sundown, baby. Uh,
0: Cause some of y'all was talking y'all shit on Twitter. We not for one.
1: really get break. And I think it's because they know they're speaking to me. And I, you know, I seem like I have a bark that's bigger than my bite. That's not true. Um, I was raised in Philly. My earliest memory is i seen a dude die. And honestly, I did not bat an eye. It was more of an inconvenience to me. That was a very weird situation to be in. I would, would have preferred to be indoors. But I was outside at a park. and It happened. I'm not afraid of you because you can't kill me. If you bleed, you are not a threat. That's just the truth. Um, yeah. I do think that people I, I identify with Wakanda for reasons that is 110 percent Coates's fault. Ta-Nehisi Coates, you know he loves African culture. he believes in the concept of the black Mecca and the, the idea that blackness is as next to gladness as you can be while also admitting that the struggles and tribulations of trying to reach perfection when we are not in ourselves perfect is the whole goal and aspiration of blackness. Um, It's a very weird ideology, um, but he's allowed to have it, and it comes off in how he idealizes Wakanda. And it's so easy to fall in love with that if you're straight and Black. It's so wonderful. But I can also identify with the fact that because they inherently discriminate against not only mutants, but all of Africa in general— I'm happy the Nnedi Okorafor wrote Shuri because that scene when the fucking Dora walked up into the African Union and said that rude shit. Like, what do you guys have to, what does Africa have to offer Wakanda in the first place? The most rude shit you can say to people and they all checked the fuck out of her like they were a bunch of aunties. That was a beautiful moment. I loved it because it illustrated everything about Wakanda that people truly are okay with not being cool with. Iraqi is for all mutants. Um, a is for as, all as, as, long as,
0: you, as long as you can fight, as long as, as, long you, as you ain't
1: as long as you're you you some tussle, they right. love you.
0: And <laughs> so if, if Lim- you ain't got hands, go to Cocoa. If you ain't got hands, just go to Cocoa, baby.
1: And they they we okay all- with their cousins, they might think that yeah, y'all are a little iffy and weird, but you know, you got power. So at the end of the day, you beat us, and because you beat us, you know what, girl, you can sit right. What did um, I- uh, was it pestilence or famine? It was famine family was like well technically krakowa beat us so they're the baddest bitches in the universe honestly
0: because i I think oh go ahead go
1: ahead
2: ahead, baby i
0: think i think people don't realize that like wakanda is not an african nation it is a nation in africa and Mm -hmm. i think that like people need to get behind that like wakandans do not consider themselves african it's the same way um like, you know, well, people to understand ethnicity and race. is one of those situations. They may be Black people, but they, ethnicis- like, as far as the ethnicity, they don't see themselves as African at all.
2: Like- Which is why I I am very, very, very excited that John Ridley introduced the concept of Wakandans who ain't with that shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we mm-hmm. will be exploring that in his run on Black Panther. The Wakandans who are like, nah, we're not really about that elitist bullshit we can have all this access and all this and have a culture and do all that, but we're not better than anybody else. Mm-hmm.
1: I really, I, I have a pitch that I know is going to, I I, want Gentle to get rid of his his vibranium oh. tattoos because it's such a fucked up concept to me that he lives in a cage and by flat scans, basically, to cage him and withdraw his ability to reach his full potential because they think it will kill him. I think he should die, but I think and when he comes back he should come back and i know people go like but his vibranium tattoos are part of his culture i think he should get new tattoos from that culture outside of wakanda who would actually seem like they would accept him because the rest of that shit is yeah. weird but they get to go with the tattoos i know the tattoos are important because that's how you know that's how you know gentle is busy gentle is as busy as everyone else because he's in every goddamn panel when you see like a, a splash of the x-men doing shit Gentle's always in the background hawking the fuck out. You know it because you see his tattoos. I get that his most identifiable mark because if he's just a bald, big, black dude, he looks like every other bald, big, black dude. You right. confuse him with Luke Cage. So just give him new tattoos. Give him a different power. I think, honestly, a better power from a tattoo would be that because he literally generates kinetic energy when he expands, just make it like that same repulsor shit that you got S'Challa suit doing. Give him a super punch if you want to. There's other ways to do it. I just don't like the concept of his tattoos only function to limit him. Mm. But anyway, we have to move on.
0: So today on our lovely show, we have the 10 lives of Wolverine number two and Sabertube number one. And I'm going to allow my lovely co-host from Table Dust to take it away.
1: Oh, thank you. It's time for um, some soft jams in the evening with your favorite host, the master of Table Dusk. Um, We want to slow it down a little bit, get a little, a little into the vibe. Um, follow along with me as we go through the journey. <laughs> the quiet storm.
0: <laughs> Low jams. Low jams. <laughs>
2: if you don't get to this shit,
0: Nigga, Child, y'all gonna y'all let uh, Donnie Simpleton ruin
1: our show like that right. I know y'all loved it y'all know y'all fucked with it oh my god y'all are such fucking haters you, you want to so be a video opened... soul so bad you'll be a
0: video
1: soul so bad <laughs> this is such like a soul glow baby let's go uh, so we open in the 1900s in northern Canada with a scrawny ass fuck Wolverine facing off against I shit you not a literal polar bear um, he's in a ring fight with non vibranium, non, I'm sorry, adamantium claws, um, getting his ass tossed. Um, and eventually you get the, the signature of the X, which I'm going to admit and think that that's just going to be Xavier's new mental signature. You know, Jean Gray got pink smoke. Um, Emma got the helmet given. Psylocke had the butterfly. You know, Xavier has an X. That's all he's worth is just a symbol um he possesses his younger self and he knocks out the polar bear or he least attempts and he dives out of the ring and then he murders someone which we establish one of the new rules of time travel which is the most obvious don't kill people in the past you will fuck up the time space continuum the timeline matters whatever he does in real time will impact the um the stability of the time space shit So we established the rules of time travel as soon as he throws old dude off of the banister, which is the most primary one. Don't kill people in the past because it will fuck up the um, lineages going on. You don't know who that person is supposed to give birth to. Um, So Gene chastises him for that shit. He doesn't really seem to care. And he's on mission. Um, We circle back to many years ago. Keenly, they do not establish what date this is, because um, I think they started realizing that if you put too many dates um, on Wolverine's schedule, shit stops making sense historically, um, which has always been an issue with Wolverine comics. Um, so he's with his wife, Itsu, who is also the mother of Dokken. Um, he wakes up in the middle of bedding her, and Jean Grey's watching because Jean Grey likes to watch. You know, She likes to read minds and be in other people's business. So she uh, goes a little at him, and Wolverine is like, Oh, you're gonna watch me do this. Uh, and then he bids Itsu, and then he like completely gets into a fetal position, which I thought like, this is a weird kink thing that, you know, Wolverine likes to wrap his legs around, you know, whoever he's with, cuddle in, get deep. He's a very much infantile, he's giving submissive energy. Um, and then that's when Omega Red pops in and possesses Itsu. Um, we get another flashback which I'm now assuming that all this is at different stable time periods, um, where he's in the, I think they are, I never knew what the name of this team was. Uh, it's like X something, Team X, that's what it is, Team X. So he's with Team X, and they are all working together as Maverick, Sabertooth, and Wolverine. They are assassinating this local village. Um, But then Wolverine reveals that there's a much more insidious nature to what he's about to do. It's that they're asked by the U.S. government to burn down and destroy the surrounding villages, which also implicates that they're going to kill everyone in the surrounding villages as a message to not fuck with the U.S. government. Um, They will burn the bodies as a one and final fear America sign and symbol. And Jean is like, you kind of have to just let this happen. It's the timetable. You can't do anything else. Wolverine is like, this is actually the thing I've always wanted to change about myself. This is the one moment I regret more. This mass gray that we're about to make of brown people. So instead of going through with it, and, you know, Ms. Gray looks real, real suspect for saying let this happen. Um, but, you know, it's the dress speaking. It's not Jean. You gotta understand that that dress has diluted her mental facilities. It has made her weaker. I feel like her dress is actually nullifying her power. Um, that dress is her kryptonite. So Wolverine steps in and he decides to interrupt everything. You get a flashback to when Omega Red was supposedly a part of X-Force. Um, on a trial period they go and they, they murder people. They kill flat scans. Um, and on the way through, that's when Rasputin uh, comes on through, pulls him by the hair on some Dom top energy, and reaches into his chest and deactivates the surveillance, the surveillance device within the carbon, the carbonadium synthesizer. Then he says, Your friends are actually your ops, and your ops are your friends, and he bangs the fuck out. Um, from there, we time jump again back to the 1900s, and Omega Red starts attacking and killing people. Um... That's when we find out that, you know, Wolverine is still late. And we find out that I, apparently he's trying to take out one of, I assume this is one of Xavier's ancestors. Um, and so Wolverine has to race to the ocean before it's too late. And then Wolverine and Sabretooth get into a fight. Um, Sabretooth, of course, loses. And then he reports to Mission um, to the Professor that Wolverine has gone a wall. And then it ends with a fight between Itsu and Wolverine. Um, Wolverine is like I can't not do this even though Jean is like you can't really kill Itsu because Daken has to be born. And instead of holding back, Wolverine slashes her. Now we don't know if she's dead or not or what that slash is. We just know that in the process Wolverine chose the professor over his son. Um, gluing in on being a bad dad um thoughts concerns accusations lustful
2: ideas i'm so very confused by what is the purpose of sending this nigga back in time and how omega red is back in time also
0: so That's okay so like okay so i gotta answer for that Alright, so basically we understand that is doing the whole uh, Days of Future Past, Time Jump situation by them mm-hmm. psychically, temporarily displacing him. What How Omega Red is doing it is doing it through Macau my rewarping reality. So basically, I think the thing that we need to be really aware of is that Macau may be much more powerful than we realize, because I think he's an Omega level. Uh, he's yeah. not
1: Omega. I think we should reconsider him as Omega, though.
0: Cause he had because, like, when he went to uh Omega Ranch chest, he had those squares like Scarlet, which you know that that that's triggering for me.
1: This really is triggering, honestly. It's very Seeing triggering people get me. breaking down like that. That's just insane.
0: I don't like that. I will say all that talk about Itzu and have having sex. I'm off of Royal Honey right now. You almost <laughs> got me. I had, I had, you know, you know like turtle head started poking down the bottom of my shorts, honey. You know, I, had to, <laughs> <laughs> I said. I said the, the, it was, it was giving very much Blanche Devereaux or, or Golden Girls. He wrapped his body around him and squeezed so much. And I was like, I saw the field thing. You know, I can't be, y'all can't be talking about sacramental royal honey. <laughs> baby, let me tell you. I, so I, got, I got another one, baby. Let me tell you, child. Or I tell you, like, that, you just you need to work for, we need to work for a royal honey endorsement, bitch. Because let me tell you, bitch.
1: Yep. Pitch them. I'll send him an email right now. Like, see this blue check? This blue check can do work for you.
2: I will say, no. I used the royal honey the other day, and child. 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 So.
0: Vontae, you got to get yourself some friend.
3: Uh, yes, I need it since now I'm a married woman. That's a woman.
0: Baby, let me tell you.
2: <laughs> Woo! It's you know life-changing.
0: I, and I'm a bottom, honey. You know, I love it. I'm talking about Wolverine.
2: <laughs> well Wolverine's
1: also a bottom so you saw that submissive he was giving like a little submissive and breathable moment like you know all I saw was him being butt naked ass tooted out and Omega Red like whipping out a tentacle and I'm like Interesting. a little a little hentai vibe a little I know what's going to happen next
0: <laughs> See, but the thing is sadly though he really can't uh, affect time because he does something to throw something off He can really fuck up the timeline. And we all see what the Legion quest did to, like, you know, killing Xavier as a woke apocalypse too early, and then we had the age of apocalypse.
1: It's like, don't kill and We like him now. We're cool with him. He can be around. You don't have to get rid of your son. That's, like, kind of fucked up. I feel like you need to have a conversation with your son because you get a little too wet and wild and willing to assassinate him. But let that have been Laura.
0: Because, because, because Wolverine don't want to. Wolverine one of them niggas who don't like his sons. He likes only his daughter.
1: He only so, wants his daughter.
0: Yeah. So I, 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 don't, I don't think it's right, but I get it. I, wonder I think it'll if be that's because
3: mm-hmm.
0: I was gonna say I wonder if that's because
3: Deccan reminds him too much of himself. Maybe it's like a mirror. It's all that. Yeah. they both freak. But yeah. But yeah. But I mean, I think. But I think Dakin is well. It's not I think Dak is more in like Dak is more in tune with who he is though. Like he's like I'm a nasty ass fucking bisexual. <laughs> he's like I like <laughs> I like the fu- I like I like the fuck.
0: You know what I'm saying? So so get
1: calls <laughs> he said if 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 I'm in you, these claws in you too. <laughs>
0: He has he has pheromone abilities
3: too right I use yeah he, uh-huh. yeah he does and if I use these pheromones oh it's definitely gonna be an
1: orgy out here so you know. he talks hey. about using it sexually <laughs> he talks about like, I think there's a few comments he talks about like yeah and during and of course I always use my my pheromones whether he does not do though is the very keen thing is that he does not or at least he stopped they get really finicky is one of those things I think the reader the writers start realizing it's weird that they they include that power and use it in the way they did during a few of his solo runs, um, where it's like they apply that he uses pheromones to basically pull a dude or an executive of some sort and sleep with him. But I'm like, that's, like, not okay. That's
0: not consent, well, baby. <laughs> well, well it's, it's, I'll say this, okay? I, real, I, this is a really good brand for me. I feel like it's coercion, definitely, but I don't feel like it's the level of coercion and and rapiness that Star Fox did to the Avengers.
1: Yes. Yes. It's not exactly like we, the idea of a love potion. Like when you think you read a fantasy book, you talk about like what a love potion is. I'm like, that's definitely not okay. Like in Harry Potter, that's, that's not an okay thing to be teaching kids how to make. But um pheromone manipulation, it leans away because they imply that, oh, he's not forcing them to do anything. He's just right. loosening. It's like he's quote unquote yeah, so loosening he, inhibition, so you do what you actually want to do.
3: Uh, so I was about to say, so he's allowing them to explore their uh, attractions, basically.
1: Yeah, right. he unlocks it. He says, "You know, you've actually always liked guys." Here's the thing, and you make a decision with it. That's what they're implying that he does now. I think that's distinctly a recon, um, though, because I think especially when Leah Williams was writing, um, you know, X Factor. Leah Williams is not going to put that into the story and say that's an okay thing. Um, right. So, big ups on her for identifying that that's a weird power to have and to give people the power of a date rape drug. But Also, Beast has that power. He just never uses it.
0: He does?
1: He has fear yeah. manipulation, yeah. He literally never uses any of his cool powers. Ever. Yeah. He'd rather be an evil Republican with science.
3: But that's he, he, a but Joe they know Rogan.
0: He, He's a Joe man. Rogan of the X-Men world. Okay, I'm done.
3: <laughs>
0: but that was during the time where he looked like the cowardly lion,
1: right? Yeah, it was around the time where he was really self-conscious about being blue and like all of that other shit. I think it was around the time he had a secondary mutation, definitely, and he was just like no one could ever love me. I'm blue, but yet all these women want to be around me. What's going on? I control pheromones.
0: What? Like that's bullshit. I feel like that's bullshit. Everybody, every, like, they, like, they, like the X-Men have, like, a blue person quota or something. Like, <laughs> everybody's blue. Like, girl, shut up. Mystique was slinging pussy since, 19, since, since the 1860s, and she blue as fuck.
1: He bad as fuck, too. Right. But then again... I feel like I feel like Mystique is a black woman. I'm sorry. I feel like she's a black woman underneath all of that. I feel like her mother because you never see her mother. I feel like her mother is black. She's giving Marceline the Vampire Queen vibes. Um, it's just true because she does not move with the. It feels like they never wrote her with that, that vibe. It always has an Eartha kid cat woman vibe to Mystique, right? And so mm-hmm. I can't ever look at her and think. Mm, you you are definitely a white woman. She gives me very much black woman vibes, except physical mutation since birth, so you never know.
2: This is true. This is true. Um... I don't know. Oh, Bista, I'm sorry. While we were talking, I went and looked up the pheromone power. It was only in like one of those handbooks that explains people's powers. He never has displayed that power ever.
1: They mm-hmm. Love doing that with Beast. I feel like Beast is who they would hope was what they would hope would happen with Angel. No one remembers Angel in terms of like the original five, no one really brings him up. Um, and it's sad because he technically does have a better power than Beast, it's just he's less impressive. Like, Beast, you can love to hate him, <laughs> it's, it's really fun to hate him. just just there, he's pretty and white. He doesn't have a lot of other things going for him outside being Archangel. People love Archangel, but, again, he had to turn blue before. Mm-hmm.
0: Did that up for, for blue people, honey. Child, Like, fucking Smurf Village and uh, motherfucking uh, uh, Krakoa.
1: I don't know. I think this would have been better if we did an Files of Phoenix. I think I would have liked this way better if it was just Jean trying to flash through her past incarnations. Because they could just do that. They could do that narrative. There's been so many not Jean grades throughout history that you can literally just have her do it.
0: I hate to say this. Like, the last issue of Phoenix on Echo was actually pretty good. I like this Aztec uh, penis goddess lady. Like, she's, like, she's lit. Like, she's lit. <laughs> like, I, actually, I really like her, like, more than Echo. Can we get more of her?
1: I think we can. I think we'd be enough requests, because also Ajax is supposed to be a... Well, is it Ajax? No, it's Macari, but Ajax is also a little bit. I think they're both Aztec-related deities um, that they're pulling from. So, I feel like when they pull on more of the Mesoamerican aesthetic, and they don't shy away from it, the characters do way better. Um, versus, like, I can see why Echo was the Firebird and they were trying to give that to her and they was trying to get ahead of any cancellations Um, when they made her the phoenix I don't think they have done the, they're, they're, they need to do more work in terms of establishing the narrative of why she got chose and what's the heritage there what's going on why her over anyone else like why wasn't Quentin Quire the immediate replacement
3: right
0: alright so are you ready for we're gonna for Smegma Tooth? All right, so Smegma Tooth, number one. Um, I would like to say first a shout out to Victor Laval uh, for being a Black person who wrote this, um, a, a Black author, a Black writer is behind this uh, Sabretooth arc. I'm really here for it. I think that's why he understands prison very well. Um, most people of color understand um, the complexities of, of racial injustice involving the the penal system all right so sabertooth number one opens up to say the trial of Sabretooth um with him and the, and the original choir council right after the um the siege on damage control and he basically tells them because they all vote for him to go into the pit and basically he's like I'm going to make all of y'all suffer for this, especially this Xavier. Nigga. Everybody's after Xavier. Xavier shit on a few people. I don't never made me. You know, it was always Xavier. Um, but the thing is that, like, it seems like Douglas Ramsey wanted to give a more lingering thing for him, but it didn't happen that way. But they still exiled him anyway to the pit. Um, the question becomes, what is the pit? Is it Krakoa's belly? Is it Krakoa's butt? Is it Krakoa's heart? Is it Krakoa's brain? Um that's the questionable part. And it's also like how easy is it to escape from this place? Um, it goes now into Sabretooth sitting in the forest, um, having some inner dialogue. Um, he sees a bear and he attacks a bear. He acknowledges who he may be. He knows what he is. He knows that he may be an animal. He may be a creature of destruction and violence. But then the X-Men show up and it's Wolverine, Storm, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and Nightcrawler. They get, to, they get into a fight um, in order to bring Sabretooth in, uh, but Sabretooth basically slaughters them all, rips, the, basically rips Cyclops' face off and points him towards the other X-Men and basically kills every single one of them except for Nightcrawler. Tries, Nightcrawler tries to swoop in and attack him, but Nightcrawler fucks up, and basically he gets his ass. Sabretooth kills him. So then we are now sitting inside of a jail cell and um, looks very law and order SDU. Um, Tabletooth looks different, hair pulled back in an orange jumper. And this man walks in with blonde hair and a briefcase that looks like it's covered in phalanx um, technology. And it is his attorney, Doug Ramsey, and the envelope, I'm sorry, the, the briefcase. It's clearly Warlock, but we're in some really weird situation of things that are going on. But from the double-pane mirror, Krakoa's on the outside of the double-pane mirror. Corsair 2 lashes out and, and slices fucking Doug's head off. And, you know, the head is still talking. And it's like, how many times have we done this? And it's revealed that, like, you know, he's done something several times, but Krakoa keeps erasing his memory, so these things don't stick. But Doug has some kind of, Doug and Krakoa have some level of compassion for Sabretooth. Because for some reason, I think the thing that I'm learning very quickly with Doug Ramsey, that, that father is pulling the strings behind the scenes, and he's really the boss of Krakoa. Um, that's another person who seems to be always on the clock that we didn't realize was always on the clock. Um, and he says, look, we can make a deal. You can stay here in the pit, and we won't keep fucking with your memories, what you see, what you don't see, what you perceive, what you don't perceive. And you can just like to shape and deliver it in the way you want. And so he agrees to it. Um, but then the next day of the page becomes to a thing of prison. And reading this, I suggest everybody reads this who's read who's reading this book. Um, it gives a very up-to-date racial understanding of the complexities of the jails of, of the penitentiary system and how it does not benefit the pen- the prisoners, it's benefiting the people who are imprisoning them. Um, and that was a very great read. Now we switch to the fact that now that Safety has autonomy, he has practiced all these killing sprees while he's in the pit through his own, you know, mental designs. And, you know, he's remembering the fact that like, you know, this is who he is and the fact that he's a killer and a murderer, and that's that's just how he exists and coming to peace with that. And unless not even coming to peace, it's just like I'm always gonna be this person and I can't change, neither do I wanna change. Now we switch over to a, a, a sit-down meeting between the brothers, which are three archetypes of... Well, actually, four archetypes of, of saber Truth personality, which is a boy, the beast, and the captain, and also this other little cat that call himself the feral council. And they sit and have a conversation about, you know, the, the people that they killed and how they've been, and Banshee was, a, it was his most favorite death. And then... Sabretooth concocts a world where he's um, Creed the King and he basically fights and kills all these people Then he imagined the world where he's part of Starjammers Then he is Corsair and then he evisions, but then outside of that, you know, because like, you know, I will say that Black Tom Cassidy is a nervous system of Krakoa, um, Sabretooth appears through something but then disappears. And then after that happens, you know, like, does anybody see that? But then Sabretooth is making all these weird appearances uh, actually through Krakoa. And he shows up at the the, um, the Green Lagoon. He shows up outside. I can't think of the lady, the blue-skinned lady, she performed at the Hellfire Gala with the violin in front of her and in front of somebody else that looks really crazy, like he's probably been a Morlock. And then we, we go back to the pit where Sabretooth actually is he's in another killing spree killing a bunch of X-Men. He's killing Mystique, Magneto looks like X's like he's killing the Quiet Council pretty much like he's over the girls and then the sky cracks open something new is coming and for us as readers we're all pretty much assuming this is going to be Nanny and Orphan Maker and we're all waiting and we're waiting and then out of the sky falls five mutants: Necra, Madison Jeffries, melter third eye and strangely oya the question is why are so many black people in in the pit because necro is actually a black character so is oya of course and then third eye is a black character as well um i've done s- some research on some of these characters um but they're in the pit no one knows why we're all very curious but sabertooth is making it his mission to give them all pretty much a living hell, since he's basically the devil of the pit. Thought concerns accusations.
1: Wharton tooth. That's cause that's what we're calling Wharton tooth. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and I think this is exactly what people were asking for in terms of an idea about what the whole formerly now known as the pit um, represents. And I'm happy that they did switch up the names based on your perspective. Because it would be just a hole to people who aren't there, but to them, it's a pit. They're at the bottom of it, like they have fallen, and there's a way out. But a hole has a connotation: of you fall in, and there's no. It's a. It's like very much shadows on the on the cave wall. Um, with Aristotle and whatnot, um, philosophy majors will sit there and say, "I fucked that up," but you know, you don't have a job, so what's really thesis? Um, but definitely. With Sabretooth, I, I appreciated it was him getting introspective, because one thing I did like about the God of Forsaking Axes event, outside of also getting back Jericho Drum as a character, was when we got Good Sabretooth. Good Sabretooth is my favorite Sabretooth. In fact, Good Sabretooth crosses into my top ten favorite um, characters in Marvel, because Good Sabretooth had an introspection into himself and his instincts, and the atrocities that he's committed that I think was a ways for them to kind of get rid of. I liked good Sabertooth. I thought him and Monet made a good couple. And I thought that they should have really kept to it because I was honestly tired of mutants being the enemy. Very much in the same way, I like that they don't renege on Magneto being a good guy now. And he's just committed to his cause. Um, I want that same thing for Sabertooth because I think their war between Sabertooth and Wolverine is played out. I don't like the idea of what Sabertooth kind of insinuates as a creature. And I think there's a cleaner way for them to go about it. But I also think the idea that someone is just born evil is based off of some really fucked up principles. And that's why this story about prison reform and the nature of prisons and jails is important to be told through Sabertooth. Great.
0: I think, like, like I... I missed the access thing and actually re I actually got the chance to buy some back issues and read it like like within the last like six months. And good Tooth was really good to see. But I think I also like the saber because like I love Age of Apocalypse Sabretooth. Mm-hmm. Like where there was the feral part but still the like his compassion and protection of Blink. He had something to live mm-hmm. for. Like it was di- it was different than like Sabretooth and Birdie, which I would love Birdie to come back. Um, because Brady is dead due to the hands of Sabretooth, but I know that like, like you said, like the thing between Wolverine and Sabretooth is like kind of tired. I'm kind of glad that Wolverine is nowhere involved in the story. Um, his issues with the choir council, but I think that like this way of a black man writing about prison reform through the lens of a always perpetually seen as a violent person it's it's i think i think the allegory about what's going on in two book is a lot deeper than i think people realize mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm here for i'm here for all of this i'm here for it I um, um
2: i just go
0: ahead
3: you're on
2: you i am most curious about um the new mutant that they introduced third eye we have no idea who or what what he is or about telepath, i just want to see what his telepath, powers are
1: telepath, telepath right telepath, telepath. <laughs> we're praying on it
2: um, please be a telepath i just want to see what he's about um and then also why are there so many black people in perco prison? prison hmm? oh i thought y'all weren't gonna make no prisons because that's not what mutants are about so what's this pit hmm? yeah. what's that
3: yeah definitely i do i do enjoy um the message that's being uh conveyed in saber um i am i am ready for them to kind of um call out the uh hypocrisy of Krakoa and no prisons because this is basically like a prison, especially in uh saber case um i am actually looking forward to how if he does escape this pit like what his intent like what his plans are for the choir council i already know that he wants to kill them but i kind of want to see how it actually plays out and not just like what he's thinking in the pit
1: i think within this because this is like people have seen me like debate avatar the last airbender a lot when i argue the proper ways to deal with ozai uh, fire lord ozai was not to kill him but also not to just the fucking magic lion turtles but to yeet his ass up into the spirit world where literally the spirit world becomes your it personifies whatever inner turmoil you have and so you cannot get through the spirit world you cannot escape it until you escape yourself and you ascend and you change your nature if you, anyone i know some of our listeners has said watch naruto it's called the izanami complex You can't escape that illusion until you change the course of your actions internally. It just plays on a loop over and over and over again until you change the fundamental nature of who you are through personal realization. Um, It's something the filler arc actually did really good in illustrating where he had a killer, uh, a dude who was killing his siblings to make his eyes stronger. And they show like his little sister or something trying to stop him and she puts him into it, sacrifices one of her eyes, and it's just her re-going through the moments, and then, like, after 100 or 200 or so tries, he starts breaking down, and he's, like, talking about why he's actually needing to do this. And then after another, another 100 tries, he realizes that it's fruitless, and that everything he's needing to change is about himself. And then that's when the, the sequence of events starts to change again, and he sets himself free. I do think that their alternative and how they looked at it was important when they went that we just wanted to put you to sleep and knock you down here and you just be a prison. So I'm realizing that that's actually not a good thing. We're just restating the same shit. I want to say it has to be that criticism that we saw earlier when someone did point out to Xavier that the hole is just a poison. It's just a prison. You say it's not a prison, but it's a prison. Um, I think it does something different when you create a world where you can change it to be wherever you want, but then you have to ask yourself, why is the world you create hell? I don't – it's a very introspective moment, I think, where you ask someone, like, you got all the opportunity, you had all the power to do anything, and you created a place where suffering is. What's going on with that? Are you okay, baby? Do you need to lay on some mammy titties? I don't know. I think this is, is a good start. I think Victor is tapping into some really important questions. And I think this is the nature that where we do see that the great things about what mutant culture and what X-Men represent for people of color and for marginalized people in general is able to be illustrated. Because I, I think Sabretooth needs to be renegotiated as a character. Um, a part of me also feels like I don't want to see Gabby down there, but I think the sidekick situation that everyone applies to Laura to Wolverine in, I think Gabby should join the Wolverine family. I think she should be a reflection of Sabretooth. I think their ideologies match up a bit better than Gabby being another Wolverine clone.
2: I would agree with that, but I don't want to see her down there. Mm-mm, baby, didn't do, baby been through too much. It's just, mm-hmm. She had a tough year. She, so, uh, she done already. Dad? Nope. But also, we have Sabertooth. So everybody who's been thrown in the pit so far, Sabertooth, Nature Girl, Curse, who have, were set free by um, Cypher. Orphan uh, Maker. Nanny, Orphan Maker, and then the five that were just dropped in there. Necra, Third Eye, Oya, Madison Jeffries. Who was the fifth one? Uh, Third Eye,
0: uh, uh, Necra, Madison Jeffries,
2: Oya, uh, Third Eye, and Melter. Okay, Melter was the last one um so where are the where's the other where are the other folks what's kind of where's nanny and orphan Maker? did they just get dropped in a different pit or how did that work
0: i think i think we're
2: not there yet with nanny and orphan. i
0: think this is in the past i think they haven't been dropped yet
2: oh okay
1: yeah because in a timeline i think this is around the time This is probably just after Curse and Nature Girl got dropped in, because if it wasn't, they would be awake. They fell into a dark pit and it was all black in there. Um, And so after that, that's what I want to say is probably when um, our boy, Doug, realized that, hey, this isn't cool. Actually, I don't even fucking agree with anything we're doing down a hole. Goes to speak to Sabretooth, negotiates a new deal, says, now we're not just going to throw you down here before you fall asleep. We're Gonna make an environment for you guys to exist in, and it's only gonna be up to you. You control it entirely. Um, radical imagination shit, and then leaves it, and then that's when they drop down these five. Because we never have we keep in mind, we have not seen Oya at any of the X-Comics, she has not appeared outside of that one moment in Academos, and that's like months so That's like months before this. Orphan maker and um, yeah. Nanny good nanny and Orphan Maker would need to have come in here. I want to say not, it would have to be after the Hellfire Gala. After the Hellfire Gala, after the Exosaurus event. This is like so far deep into the history that, like, yeah, it's the most recent thing that have happened. The we're like far back in the timeline, and the most recent thing that have happened is Orphan Maker. They got months before OrphaMaker comes down here. The timeline of this era is so all over the place, but you just don't need to think about it. <laughs> I'm
3: trying to decipher it, because it's hard to keep up with.
1: <laughs> okay, is that all we have for Sabretooth right now?
2: Sure. I can't wait for the next one. That's all I got to say.
3: <laughs> I, think it's, I think the next I think the next issue
1: is about to bring it and give us some yeah. more answers that we need for the five that's yeah, Oya fucking up Saber 2. I don't know why he thought this would be an easy fight. It's not going to be... Oya isn't chump change. She's not a chump. Mm-hmm. I just want to know why the fuck she down here. Because
3: well,
1: what I she did... I think that's a good moment to pivot into our circuit
2: party for the week. They should put danger down there, um, so, or put her on one of the sword satellites.
1: Oh yeah, they're throwing Abigail Brand down there. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be terrific. Ooh, but ooh. Uh, <laughs> um, or they'll so put her in race. the uh,
2: see, the the circle perilous.
1: No, the Circle of Perilous is where you go if you are challenging um for a seat at the table of the Great Rings. What they have is I think it's literally just called the the pits as well. I don't know what it's called. It's something I have to go back into the X of Swords issue to see exactly what it is, but they do have a sort of thing like that. That Solon was dropped in. It's just not as cool as the pit or Krakoa. No. It's really not. It's just a hole in the ground. And chains. That's it. That's actually a prison, but they wouldn't really care. Um, So for the second part of this week, we will be discussing the nature of Oya. So our little sis is unfortunately dropped down in there and there's been major speculation. Some people have been suggesting that Sabretooth himself is just hallucinating them, to which I say, where the fuck did he come into contact with Oya? They are not contemporaries. They don't fuck with each other. She's literally at most eighteen right now. Leave that little girl. Alone. I,
0: don't even, I don't even think that. I think she's like no more than sixteen.
1: She's like a little she's girl. A
0: child. Like she's That's a, a baby. Child.
1: Right. But no, I think some years, at least two years, have passed since she was in X Men. Uh, through like that whole saga because like they, Anole and the rest of them graduated. Like she went through, you know, the process of causing the schism. She right, right, right. evolved her powers three times. Then she went for a year. She was traveling around with the X-Men Blue team, getting to know them, being their really close friend, which I think is shady that as soon as you guys age up, Cyclops can remember the champions, but you can't remember Soya with your homegirl. Uh, but whatever. You know, you have a weird relationship with Black girls, Cyclops. Um, <laughs> let me stop before people actually... I'm I'm actually a Cyclops ap- apologist. Let me stop. But generally, I want to just discuss where do we think Oya has been? What do we think she's done? And I have this notion and this idea that she's not actually down there as anything other than an actual Wharton. I think she's down there to watch Saber 2. So thoughts, concerns, accusations, ideas. What is the role of Oya down there in the pit? From just what do we think they're going to use her for to what do we think the story is intentionally doing by finally manifesting the mutant, that we actually all do care about. I, don't, I don't think Junior.
0: I don't think that like she. I don't think. I think. I think no. Cause remember like so like I, I don't know much about this girl. So I had to read. I had to read about her. But apparently, murder is not far off her like range of things to do. Nope. Like so it's like <laughs> I don't think that she would. I think that she did kill somebody. I just find it really weird. Like Showtime said that everybody down there is black except for like. You know, was like it's like is Jeffrey indigenous too or black or something?
2: No, he's just white.
0: Okay. And Melcher's white, but clearly the other the other three are black. So I'm not understanding like why all these black people are down there, number one. And number two, it's like I'm pretty sure she killed someone, but like she gave me no more than 16. Like, where's the grace for minors in Krakoa? It's they it
2: do like, a fuck on this Is trained to be um members of a military from, like, the age of six. You threw a
1: six-year-old down there. Kirsten's a little-ass kid and said, oh, she's a psychopath. Yeah, but she's six. Like That's not cool, but Like, don't do that. Just... But I think, because for me, I, I saw, I have like Oya's, like, trajectory since her start. Like, literally manifesting as one of the five lights. Like, I want to say that's around the time I was really reading week to week was when she was a member of the Five Lights when they had redeemed Sebastian Shaw because he had amnesia and a bunch of other shit. And I really didn't understand why Emma Frost was being such a dickhead about him until I now older know exactly why Sebastian Shaw deserved all that heat. Um, Oya, that, that schism event was like not some small shit. Like her history is powers manifest and she accidentally kills her parents. Then she submits herself to be burned at the stake because she's guilty and finds out she can't, she can't burn and so she is wracked with religious trauma seeing herself as a monster and feeling like a monster and like learning about mutant culture and trying to unshackle herself from those feelings to going to the museum event and being the only X-Men available to do anything and having to kill all those henchmen and literally I don't like how Cyclops sidestepped their fault in that he said I told her to stop the situation I didn't tell her to kill You knew exactly what she would do. There was no off switch. She's a kid. She's 13. There's only, to her, life or death, these people were guns. She'd have to kill them. Um, The most fucked up story, the most fucked up background story to the trauma she felt from that and like literally there was an issue of Wolverine the X-Men where she's like sitting there And, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents try to put on her, like, oh, she killed a bunch of people, she felt no remorse or no guilt for it. And, like, it shows that she's, like, praying every day for forgiveness or condemnation, because she does not believe she should go to heaven for what she did. This is the most heartbreaking character I think I have seen in the X-Men period. Next to Laura, this is their next abuse mule. You know that there's one female character that the writers just like to beat the shit out of for a good few years? Oya was that. They were beating the shit out of this little girl. To the most penultimate scene where they say, oh yeah, Oya is destined to lead the X-Men one day. Just, there's a 98% chance that Oya will grow up to replace, the, to be the successor of Storm and Cyclops and lead the X-Men. To them just kind of throwing that away, throwing her on a shelf. To her joining the X-Men Blue Team and her having that deep religious moment where she walks up in the church and looks at God and screams at him and says she's not a monster and she will never see herself as a monster again and no matter what anyone says, she will never feel like a monster. And now that's the last big moment we got of her. And then now we're here. There's some skipped levels. And I can't believe, I know in the past she has killed people. I don't think that people can read those scenes and renege on that her, with her as a character. You know, it just doesn't feel like it fit. Well, I don't know much
3: about it. But, uh, except for the little bit that I, you know, kind of looked up on um, Google, but I just, for her to be that young and thrown in a pit, like, I just wonder how come they don't have some type of, uh, some type of reform or some type of something, you know, like, give, like, certain people, like, the chance to redeem themselves or you know, give somebody the chance to, you know, change their ways, like they just automatically like throw somebody in the pit. And I wonder if they're going to kind of try to, the way they're writing and maybe try to point it in that direction. But this is weird. I have no idea why she would, I can't give a guess as to why she would be thrown in the pit. And it can't be from that long ago when she killed um when she killed those people. I don't think it would be from that long ago. So it has to be something. It has to be something else. If she's really down there.
0: I don't think I don't think it has nothing to do with what she did in the past. I think it's like I think if everybody get, got the reset, you know, clean slate when they got on to I just yeah. think that like she did something else. But I think also what's involved in the three the three laws is like, you know. You can't tell somebody to make more music. You can't tell somebody to go out there and have sex they don't want to have sex. So like, how do you put somebody in in the thing in the ground for that? But respecting the land could be another thing too. So mm-hmm. maybe she did something to Kokoa, but she may not have. I think maybe like I think, but but like, but I think the thing that is like everybody says, like you know, she is well, like they said, like she's supposed to be the leader of the X Men one day. And I think that like they're trying to pattern pattern her after the be like the next Storm. For, for everyone, but I just find it really strange that a law as simple as don't um, kill, not to kill anyone, is something that like is happening a lot on Krakoa that we aren't talking about. Then also becomes a question too: is what makes X Force above reproach because they're the CIA of the island? It's like we're in a war. Like th- this is war time. What do you set people to be doing? I'm not
1: saying
0: that's a girlfriend. We have because, like, she's a five light. Remember, she won. They have a psychic
1: bond. Yeah, she's weaker without her. Hope literally needs her to be alive.
2: Hope is busy being, um, being a mess. That's what hope is busy being.
0: Hope is up there planning a coup with the rest of the five, and I feel like mm-hmm. she tr- she traded her this five. Yeah, like there's something going on. Like I really want more tea, because like I think I don't know that Marvel not think. Well, let me say this: a black man is writing this book. Let's let's make this very clear: a black man is writing that book, and I feel like that he would not have chose these characters. It was for a strategic reasons. The way he's writing the data pages tells me he knows something more that he that we're going to unfold. Because if I know how long, is this like a four or five issue situation? Okay. Uh, Showtime is researching. mm. Showtime is researching. Showtime is researching. Keep on talking. So why Showtime researching? So I'm pretty sure that these characters are essential to the story.
3: Maybe it's fitting that allegory that you're talking about. It could be fitting that allegory that you're talking about because I mean, you know, you have to think about it. I mean, you got like what a a majority of of the five that's down there are black. And then this is basically a black writer that's writing about fucking the the penal system. So, like, maybe it's a way to kind of like show how fucked up and corrupt it is.
1: Possibly. Oya is literally one of the best among the X-Men, period. She's like one of the most iconic black female mutants to come out in the most recent times. Most people know who Oya is. They follow her story. And they also read the Wolverine, the X-Men run, where she teed the fuck off against the witch. That witch was fucking with people, and she walked up in there. She says, oh, it's just a little girl. And Oya was like, I've killed more people than you can possibly count. I'm not afraid of adding another witch. She says monsters should hunt monsters and burn herself her ass alive. And the only reason why she did not die, because Oya was on her ass, and she was wondering, like, why aren't you dead yet? Um, is because she was using some weird magic from uh from fucking Nightcrawler's dad who was to her some magic that protected her or something. It was some stupid shit. But I'm like, Oya of all people should not be down there. That's why it's so weird. I'm like, hope with protests. To no end. You will not get any more resurrections out of her. If you're going to sit there and pull, like throw Oya down there. Because that girl don't deserve that. And then even beyond that. I'm like there's too many people. Wolverine wouldn't go for it. Um, Cyclops wouldn't go for it. Storm definitely wouldn't go for it. There's too many people in this team. Who are on that council. Who would definitely vote no. Unless it had to be something good. I can't help but think that it's probably some type of spy situation. Just throwing her ass down there. Just to see and make sure. I don't know about that third eye guy. I don't know him like that. Um, he looked a little sketch in his green suit. What the fuck were you doing on Krakoa in a suit? That's, I don't trust you. Hopefully you are a telepath. We do need more people. I think Victor does monitor the X twitter um, situation to see who and what we're talking about. And he probably did notice, but I, I saw that dude and I felt bad about myself because I'm like, I know all the black mutants. Why do I know who this nigga is? did a google search nothing came up and that's only when i realized that he's a new character
2: by the way uh the saber uh, miniseries is going to be a total of five issues
1: so yeah we're going to get in five issues so that's that's i'm going to say that's good i think that's a respectable amount of time to tell a story like saber in terms of like trying to redeem a character um or quote unquote redeem i don't even believe in redeeming characters i think Giving a character a new launch forward, I think that's a good enough issues. I think that's, I think, I think that's how long we said that, like literally, the trial of Magneto should have went. Um, as another issue that seems to be trying to redeem or renegotiate where a character is going. Um
0: well, I, yeah. I, I want to make, I want to make one note. I feel like if this is not a coincidence that this ends when the Hellfire Gala happens. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, bitch, you never trying to be like Nancy Drew, bitch, and try to connect the dots, bitch. Something's going on, you know, because like cause this is this is there's a lot of stuff going on. You got you got ten, 10 deaths, ten lives wolverine, you got sable too. There's a lot of shit going on right now. And every book is canceled except for except for one or two.
1: Cause Toad's not down there. That's also how I forgot was down there. Toad's supposed to be down there and he's not.
0: Yeah, so like this is before the Hellfire Gala.
1: So, damn, I guess Oya because that would mean Oya was only really down there for a limited amount of time because I feel like we see Oya. Um, so, yeah, I think within that, there's only a limited amount of time that we see Oya because she appears in the Academos um, helping out up there. So as giving, as giving uh, inside agent It feels like that's where my girl Oya would be. I'm so proud of her. You're such a good girl. Um, You do nothing wrong. Your powers are better than anyone ever suggested they are. Never belittle yourself. Make yourself seem weaker for a white twink ever again. Bobby, you are the Omega level version of what her power is. Chill your fucking tits. There's no reason why she should have to go, oh, no, I can only, like, generate um, cold or heat would have an equal. That's how that power works. That's how his power works. He doesn't make cold. That would that make no sense. <laughs> Whatever. That's just me being knowledgeable about basic physical science.
3: Right. It would be. It would be great. Side note. It would be great if E-Wing got a
1: hold of of, of uh, Oya. She should be a champion, yes. right?
0: I think, I think people I think people don't realize that that Sissy Bobby is not just a um, cryokinetic he's also um, a thermokinetic and so, a like, so, as well, yeah right so like he's not just an ice man and I think that like kind of like reduces his power so I'm kind of like glad in the preview of destiny of X he shows Sandman looking like an ice doctor Manhattan I'm here for it.
1: It's time for him to get to his ice wizard, like you know, stage. And once he gets there, I'll be all the happier. But for then to happen, he needs to be in an environment that forces him to step the fuck up. Um, which, you know, he's not really good at. Um, he's the most lazy bottom you ever come across. And that's just what he is all about. So I think that wraps up our circuit party for today. Um, and that brings us to the conclusion of our episode. What are we looking forward to reading for next week, guys?
0: We have Secret X-Men number one. We have Ten Deaths of Wolverine number two and X-Men number eight.
1: Right. That's sexy. That's sexy. That's sexy. Um, make sure you guys check out the Magic Order in terms of seeing people turn to pieces. Last issue, they turned someone into a jigsaw puzzle and he fell apart. Um, and It was really cool to watch.
0: And make sure you guys follow the Hello Krakoa Radio Twitter account. Hello KRK Radio. Thank you. Cause we be cutting
1: up. Yes, we you have do. too much fun, some might say. No, Showtime are... cuts out.
2: Showtime is one good day, <laughs> <they're>
1: posting... <laughs> day for posting a dick pic on the timeline. And, uh-huh. you know, if the mm-hmm. author, you know, we, we are getting nope. followed by some pretty respectable comics writers. Nope. And, you know, I think they just see us and just go, all oh, those, that Hello Kirk radio, all
2: those. <laughs> nidoids, <laughs>
0: And no, you no, like no. to see showtimes dick use the hashtag showtime show dick No <laughs> Showtimes #showtime show dick
2: No that's hashtag account sure, if you're doing that make sure that you send um some funds to my cash app No guarantee hashtag... on you receiving anything in re- in return but uh, send some funds a- to my cash app He'll give one My birthday is coming up. We'll drop it in. We'll
3: drop it in the link.
0: Yeah, we'll drop it. Yeah. <laughs> hashtag Showtime Show Dick.
2: Hmm.
0: All proceeds goes to Showtime's wallet and and, and his relocking of his of his of his of his locks for his locksmith.
2: Hashtag
0: Showtime Show Dick.
1: It's hashtag Showtime Show Dick. Thank you, you all were for face, <laughs> well, Thank you all for coming yeah. to the Quiet Storm. Um, Thank you. Oh, then.
3: God. Donnie Semper. KRKA please.
1: Radio. That's KRK Radio. Stay sexy. So long.